who will survive? Welcome to episode 37 of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountas. I'm here solo today, but that's okay because we have an extra special guest coming up. The Fly, Eli Everfly. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at Eli Everfly. We'll get to his interview in just a second. If this is your first time listening to the show, make sure you're following us on Twitter at PPW Podcast. You'll get show information, lots of interaction, questions, pictures, um, show suggestions, all that fun stuff at PPW Podcast on Twitter. You can also send us a note to ppwpodcast at gmail.com if you want to send an audio question or email. And you can also find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcast, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, your search, and we will pop up. If you want to support the show, head to whatamaneuver.net, pick up the I Never Complain Online t-shirt, and if you purchase a shirt, you get to come on as a guest to the show if you want, or pick the topic, or both. I mentioned our guest already today, uh, Eli Everfly. Make sure you're following him at Eli Everfly. He's the fly. He's a guy I found. Uh, he's an independent wrestler based out of San Francisco, or not San Francisco, Cal Southern California. And I found him basically through YouTube trap. Uh, I was searching through independent wrestling videos one day, and I saw a video of him doing like a backflip or, or a moonsault off of a basketball hoop in a gymnasium that was part of a wrestling show. And I just got sucked on a trap of seeing highlight videos of his and in some of his matches he's he was based on santino brothers wrestling out of uh, southern california where he trained and i really liked the interview with him because he was super nice and super willing to engage and tell stories and pretty much i didn't have to do a lot of talking which is always the best part of interviews is when our guests come on and they're the ones doing the talking that's the best part if you're new to our show um if you know you saw eli tweet out about the show and you're new to us what to expect from this show if you want to check out old shows or, or subscribe to new shows. We are the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast where we focus on all the positive and fun stuff we love about pro wrestling, about the past, about present pro wrestling, about indie wrestling, WWE, WCW, um, NWA, old stuff, new stuff. Our, we kind of go all over the place. Our, I will admit, though, our heyday is probably going to be 91 through like 97-ish because that's kind of when me and my normal co-host Eric, who's not here this week, grew up and that's when we pretty much fall in love with wrestling. And there's a lot of shows that out that are out there that are perfectly fine. You know, they, they have their critiques and stuff like that. And obviously we do too, but we focus on all the stuff we love about pro wrestling. We've had fun guests on before, independent wrestlers like uh, Zoe Sky and Delilah Doom. And we've had super fans on, like Carrie, the WWE Squared Circle guy, who's always front row at WWE shows. He's, he's a frequent guest on the show, and he always gives the front row perspective about the big events. Next time he'll be on, it'll probably be uh, Royal Rumble time. Make sure you follow him at WWE SQD Circle Guy. Um, make sure you're following other other friends of the show. Delilah Doom, Delilah underscore Doom on Twitter. And Zoe Sky, who at the time when she was on the show, she was going through a bit of a transition. She was going by Angel Dust. And... 
she was transitioning to this new character and you could follow her on Twitter at Zoe Sky Pro and Sky S K Y E. And she was also in a pretty awesome storyline with Rosemary right now. If you're into the independent wrestling scene with the, the rise wrestling and with our friend Delal Doom as well, um, make sure you're following all those people on Twitter. We've also had guests on about the, the wrestling figure community. Uh, Ring Skirts is a, is a huge guy on Twitter for wrestling figures and things like that. And our friends at the Fully Posable podcast helped us find him. Uh, wrestling Figure Maniac, uh, WF Maniac on Twitter. And there's a huge, if you're into wrestling figures and collecting, there are awesome follows on Twitter. Also, KB from KB Wrestling Reviews. He is the definitive person for wrestling reviews on the internet. Think of a show, any show out there, WWE, ECW, WWF, pay-per-view. It's on his site, kbwrestlingreviews.com. Follow him. He's also got a Amazon store where he's got printed copies and digital copies of all of his books. I've, I've said before, sometimes I'll get in a trap with his, and I'll like look at a show, like, oh, what KB think about this? And he does it in a fun, non-smart, snarky way. Make sure you're following him, too. And we last year we did a big WrestleMania project where fans came on, and they told their WrestleMania stories, and I made friends through it and all that stuff. That's kind of what to expect on this show. I'm going to get right into our interview here. I'm going to pop queued up here in a second. Eli was super awesome and super cool. And make sure, again, you're following him on Twitter, at Eli Everfly. He's going to be the fly if you're searching for him. Um, but make sure to give him a follow at Eli Everfly. And here's his interview. All right, guys, we got our guest on the line. You could see him this Saturday, December 23rd, at Ground Zero San Diego when he takes on Andy Brown for Ground Zero Pro Wrestling, the fly, Eli Everfly. How's it going, man? It's going pretty damn good, man, to be honest. Pretty damn good. Everything's been working out. I'm feeling healthy. I have a lot of new things coming up and a lot of things to look forward to. How are you? Well, I'm awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm not surprised you said everything's good. Like, it seems like every day on Twitter and Instagram, there's another show, another promotion you're booked at and another YouTube video uh-huh. I see up online or something like that. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, oh, thank you. Thank you. You guys can follow him on Twitter at Eli Everfly, uh, just the flies, his name on there, and uh, YouTube, Instagram, all that stuff. Make sure to give him a follow. I found you, I think I posted this on Twitter one time. I got like in a YouTube trap of independent wrestling one day, and all of a sudden I saw one of your videos, and it was you doing a moonsault or a flip off of a basketball hoop in a gym. And then I got down, okay. kind of, I got kind of down a YouTube rabbit hole. I'm like, all right. Then I found you on Twitter, found your matches, saw you're based out of California. And say, hey, let's uh-huh. let's see if you wanted to come on the show. So I really appreciate you coming on. Oh, thank you. Um, I've seen a few interviews with you before, um, just on YouTube and, and other things like that. I guess we'll just start at the beginning. What was the moment for you where you're like, all right, I'm going to just be, go try to become a professional wrestler? Um, because it's easy to think about, but it's one thing to uh-huh. go and do. What was your moment of like, let's go do this? Um. Well, like like everybody, I was always like a fan and. Uh, I I didn't I wouldn't say I made a decision to be a professional wrestler when I was a kid, but it was always planted in my heart, you know. And I think um, when I was about I was about like 18 years old, and I I was just sitting down, I was watching Raw, and I did mixed martial arts, you know, since I was like 13 years old, and it was something that I've always wanted to do. And I remember just watching like Monday Night Raw one night, and I knew it was something I could do, and it's something I wanted to do, and at that moment, I kind of just made a decision to just go forward with it. You know, it's it's. I mean, I I knew I always was eventually going to uh, get involved. Yeah. But uh, that was 
was a moment. I, I really can't remember. I think it was like a like old school raw. Yeah, I, that's all I remember. <laughs> but I do remember I was I was eighteen. I'm twenty four now. But uh, I was eighteen years old and I was watching Monday Night Raw. And at that moment, yeah, I just I knew I could. And that was the moment where I actually got. I, I was given a flyer at like at the Staples Center in two thousand nine. I went to go see SummerSlam in two thousand nine. Okay. And I was giving the fire to Santino Bros, and I always kept it. And I, because I like, I like to hoard things, yeah. like especially documents and flyers. Uh-huh. So I hoarded that. And um, yeah, years later, I still had that flyer. And um, at that moment, it's it's that lot moments when I actually move forward into the process of actually training. So and you know, you ended up going to Santino. Did you end up going to Santino Brothers then to to start your training? Was that where you started? Yeah, yeah. Um, I made that decision when I was 19 years old. I had just barely turned 19 years old. And yeah, um, I remember I was working at a Wiener Stencil at that time and, uh, I was just really fed up with my job and I wanted to try things, like try new things. And I was fed up with the gym I was training at. So I rode my bike all the way to Santino Bros, uh, for my like previous job at a Wiener Stencil. And I remember, um, I pulled up into, the the um the parking lot yeah and i remember seeing robbie phoenix and hoss hog outside and they like you know from afar they looked huge sure and, and <laughs> yeah and when i when i went inside uh they asked they told me that i had i had to have an appointment so uh, to me like i'm i'm always thinking that you know wrestlers are going to be super huge and it's going to be the land of the you know the giants right and yeah and um so when they kind of, like to me, I kind of thought that like they turned me down by telling me I had to have an appointment. So the next day, I showed up with like all the money and the tuition and everything, and I just like signed up. And you know, little did I know that everybody who joins anything, you know, it, everybody's like normal, you know. And then like compared to the average person, I'm more athletic. So I kind of, uh, you know, it was it was a confidence booster, definitely. But uh, yeah, like the first place I ever trained was Santino Brothers. Yeah, shout out to Santino Brothers, guys. Check out their YouTube channel. They've got tons of videos up of your matches and, every, and other matches and things like that, too. And I was surprised at like, how good the quality was, I guess. It's kind of silly to say, but with some independent promotions, just one camera. Uh-huh. Whereas they have, like, it's a full production almost. So definitely check those guys out on YouTube. Um, Santino Brothers Wrestling. You can quick search, you'll be able to find a bunch of stuff. You kind of segued into my next question about being athletic. Was that something you always were? Because we'll get a little bit into your wrestling style and your matches types in a second. Uh-huh. But is that something when you were a kid, you were always the kid, like, you know, backflipping off your couch? Like, where did this start? No, well, actually, when I was a kid, I was, like, never athletic. Yeah. I was, like, I was I was very scrawny and short, and I was always, like, picked last to play football or soccer mm-hmm. or anything. Um, and it kind of like, it was kind of sad and I kind of like didn't want to do any sports because of that. I was more like a brainchild. And, um, I, like there was this one time when, um, I was, I believe I was in elementary school and, um, I, I, I didn't have too many friends. So I picked up a basketball and I started just like playing basketball on my own. And, I, and then I'd practice over and over again because there was these kids who would play on a certain court and I wanted to be their friends. Sure. So I, I practiced so hard and then, um, and that kind of taught me to use my body and how to be agile and how to move my body in certain directions and be quick and use my quickness. Cause I, I was always quick. I just never really knew how to use it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that, that, you know, basketball taught me how to be athletic. And then 
and then I went to um, high school, and then I joined wrestling, and then like and jujitsu, and all that. You know, really taught me how to use my body and be intelligent as to how to use my body. And like, I don't really believe like I'm the, like the most athletic person because I'm definitely not. But I do, I do, I do believe that I have the knowledge as to how to use the athleticism that I have. Well, wherever and, you go uh, in yeah. your career, what's interesting that uh, you mentioned too was starting off as as wrestling in high school and doing mixed martial arts stuff. You, you have this ability uh, to to do, I guess, the lucha style of wrestling, but you also seems like you have a yeah. base of mat based wrestling, which is kind of a rare combination. So, I think wherever you uh, go in your future, it's nice to have a little bit in your back pocket to to be able to do both. Oh yeah, definitely. I I believe like in order to be successful nowadays, you have to be a hybrid wrestler. You have to. Um, do a little bit of everything. I'm, I'm not saying you have to be really great at everything, but you have to know a little bit of everything, definitely. You know, and if you want to be extremely successful, and you know, I think that it's good to know, especially if you need to adapt to any situation, because wrestling is different everywhere you go, mm-hmm. and you you go to different crowds, different environments. Um, people want different things, promoters want different things, and I believe that if you're able to adapt to any situation, then you'll be a great necessity to any promotion or, you know, any 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 thing in general, you know, revolved around wrestling. Yeah, and, and especially with the independent scene now, like I mentioned at uh-huh. the start of the show, you're you're bouncing all the time, it seems like. Um, I've noticed this just in the past two years, just, you know, as a fan, it seems like the independent scene's kind of going a little bit another boom period a little bit, where every time I go to a show, yeah. it's not like there used to be the, like, I would go to a show and there'd be like 12 people. That just doesn't happen uh-huh. anymore, it seems like. Yeah. Have you, is that something you notice by traveling all over? I guess you're going wherever somebody books you, it seems like. Um, but yeah, yeah. All over, are you noticing that the crowds are getting better and that things are getting stronger from even when you just first started about five years ago? Yeah, yeah. You know, like wrestling has like become like a cool, trendy thing now, you know? Yeah. Um, that's 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 what's so cool about the day, new, this day and age of wrestling and becoming a professional wrestler, especially for the new guys. Uh, like well, I'm I'm still pretty new, but you know the people who are like barely starting out right now. Because yeah. uh, like like five six years ago, yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't really like that. There was uh, like yeah, I would do a lot of shows with, like in front of twelve twenty people, and now like even like the smallest of shows that you would possibly go to, like it's kind of like a a trendy thing to do. I remember we did this uh show called La Boya, and it was a uh, and none of the none of the people at this show were wrestling fans. It was just a kind of like a hipster type of thing, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, like, you know, we had all these kinds of uh, young adults show up, and they wanted just to drink beer and watch some Lucha Libre, and, you know, and then we all had different weird gimmicks, you know, we yeah. weren't ourselves and everything, yeah, but, uh, you know, and then, like, wrestling is kind of just a fun thing to watch, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great, you know, <laughs> it, it's uh-huh. just a great craft to explore, and, you know, I, I really believe in professional wrestling, and I believe that any, if anybody watches professional wrestling, and if you do it right, then you could fall in love with it because I did too. So um, that, that's a great comparison. Yeah. It's like kind of like the like the hipster crowd you went to because it reminds me of back when I, when I was in high school and in college and in the early to early to mid two thousands. That was kind of when like yeah. the indie music scene was kind of blowing up a little bit. Oh yeah. Be, oh yeah. You yeah. know, going to basement shows and stuff like that, and I'd look around like you guys don't care about any of these bands. You're here to kind of be yeah. seen a little bit. So that's just so yeah. funny to me that wrestling, <laughs> which was always the nerdy, like hidden, like secret I had as a kid, is now becoming cool. It's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. And then like wrestlers now, man, we're like rock bands almost. You know, like you look at the Young Bucks. You know, like mm-hmm. you know, the Bullet Club and like Kenny Omega. You know, <laughs> all those guys involved in that all, that stuff. That's like not extremely like mainstream, but like it's you know somewhat mainstream because like their shits in like Hot Topic mm-hmm. and uh, like there are people like walking down the street at the mall and like 
I mean, walking, you know, down in the mall and like walking down the street who have like Bullet Club shirts. So like wrestling's a pretty trendy thing right now, and it's I'm really happy. Yeah, it, it. yeah, it's awesome for the cool. wrestlers. It's Actually, awesome. Really fun. Cool. It's awesome for wrestlers yeah. and for the fans, for everybody, and it's oh, yeah. so accessible now too. Uh, with your social media and stuff like that, I see you've you've, you've done what I think a lo- I think more indie wrestlers should do, and that's kind of create a little bit of a YouTube channel for yourself and saying, "Here's my stuff." You know, come look at it. Here it is for free for you oh. guys to watch. Is that something you thought of recently to do, or is that something consciously you're like, okay, I've got a momentum going as a wrestler. I want people to see my stuff. Is that something you just started or something that at the beginning you no, wanted to do? No, like I think like I grew up in social media, yeah. you know? Like yeah. uh, I, I grew up on like MySpace and like Face. I was like in high school when like Facebook was out and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, like since, uh, I, you know, I, I did like martial arts um, and I had like sponsors and everything. So I, um, I really got used to using social media growing up and it just like translated into wrestling and I kind of like knew these are the things that I should be doing, you know, that are a little extra to give me that little boost mm-hmm. or give me, you know, g- give me a, uh, a little more quicker of a fan base. So yeah, like, uh, I can like growing up in it. I knew it wasn't like, it's not like necessarily a necessity, but it's something really good and rich to have. And it's so, not, it's not uh, hard to do anymore either. Oh no, definitely. It's, it's free. It's free. Yeah. yeah. It's free, and if you know, and then like I'm, I'm one of those people. Like I like to, I like to, you know, video edit. You know, I like, mm-hmm. I like to mess around with Photoshop and everything. And all this, all, all these tools have really been very um, useful. Yeah. And so outside of, and it's yeah. helped reach places you wouldn't reach. I mean, I'm in Chicago, so unless you were in a uh, show around here, there's a good chance I wouldn't know who you were. I've seen stuff, but thanks to Twitter and, oh, yeah. and YouTube and all that, I got down a rabbit hole, and here we are today. So it's awesome. Oh yeah. With um, yeah, you mentioned cool. with the indie wrestling shows and wrestlers being like rock stars a little bit, I would argue yeah. a little bit of that because every show I go to, whether it's a show like Shimmer, which is a bigger show, or AAW, which is a little a bigger promotion yeah. out here in Chicago, the wrestlers okay. are always super accessible and super nice to fans and always want to talk to you and take a oh, picture yeah. or, or whatever. So I think yeah. that's an awesome community. I'm sure you kind of experienced that too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I didn't really necessarily mean like rock stars. I meant like bands. No. Like, yeah. Re- yeah. Wrestlers are definitely like bands nowadays, you know? Yeah. Where we market ourselves like bands and we travel like if we're a band, you know? And we tour like bands do. So. Where, where, yeah, some, so, uh, speaking of touring, where are some of the places that, because I know you're based out of California, uh, where are some of the places that you want, you've been to this past mm. year? And then where do you want to go to, let's say next year and the year after that? This past year, um, 2017, I ended this tour with this band called Pussifer, mm-hmm. and I toured with them for like two years. Yeah. Um, and but our last tour was in Australia, and uh, we so like the beginning of the year, I had the opportunity to go to Australia and New Zealand mm-hmm. and wrestle under this Lucha Libra act called Lucifer. And if you want to look that up, you can hashtag Lucifer on Twitter and there's okay. a bunch of stuff that pops up. But yeah. Um, I was a part of this Lucha Libra act called Lucifer, and we would open for the band Pussifer, which is a side project from Maynard James Keenan, who is the lead singer of the band Tool. So oh, we, wow. it was a huge, it was a huge project. Yeah, so we would, we were at Pink Pop, we were at um, all these super huge um, festivals like Hellfest, and mm-hmm. yeah, just all these super huge festivals. Um, so yeah, that was really fun. That was like at the beginning of the year, and then I had an opportunity to also wrestle for. Um, uh, for Ultimate Dragon's Dragon Mania mm-hmm. at CML Lau at Arena in Mexico. 
And, you know, I've been on the crash a couple of times this year. Yeah. So I've like done, you know, the places I've gone to have been really, really, really fun and I'm grateful for them. But, uh, also, um, I've been really working my way out to the Eastern coast as well. And I have, uh, I've been working for GCW, which is Game Changer Wrestling. Mm -hmm. And next, uh, and, uh, coming up next year, I have a a couple more places, uh, bookings out there. I can't really say, but yeah, yeah, but they'll be announced soon. But yeah. I have a couple more places on the eastern coast that I'm going to be hitting up, um, so I'm really excited with that. I really want to return to Mexico because I feel like my heart's in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 just been a thrill so far. That's awesome. And remember, guys, follow him on Twitter for all these infos coming up for the ones he couldn't talk about and for future ones at Eli Everfly. And you mentioned when you got to go to Australia and stuff like that. I've talked to people before on my show that are in like Northern Ireland or parts of Australia and stuff. And what they told me is whenever even like the smallest wrestling show comes over, they don't get a ton. So it's a big deal as far as the crowds and things like that. Did you Uh, experience that type of thing? Like people were like super pumped to see wrestling. Thing is like people didn't know that wrestling was going to be at any of the concerts. Okay. So when, so the wrestling was like a surprise, Yeah. you know, it was like a special treat. And when it happened, people, the, the, the people they responded, the audience responded so well to it. And then I've been to so many, when we did this tour and we did this show, like I would say about 90% of the places were positive about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously there are a few places who are very negative about professional wrestling that just don't, you know, don't want to see it or just uh-huh. the environment is, is a lot different. But, uh, in Australia, yeah. They were really, they responded really well. And, you know, they had, there were pro wrestling chants, which is something that makes me feel at home because uh-huh. during this tour, we're wrestling in front of people who probably have never seen wrestling before. So we have to win them over every single night. And to hear pro wrestling chants in an environment that's not a professional wrestling environment is just awesome. And it just, it's heartwarming, you know, and then it, it's, it's crazy because you feel this, like the spirit of pro wrestling in the, uh, in the building. Yeah. Without, you know, without having that pro wrestling environment and you know, like the spirit of pro wrestling is there, which is amazing. That's awesome to hear, too. And it's funny yeah. to me because the narrative has been for the past couple of years of of with the big companies of WWE and New Japan, for example, is you know, uh-huh. there's, there's no territories for people to learn anymore. And I just kind of shake my head. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? There's wrestling every weekend uh-huh. everywhere in the country. So there's yep. places for everyone to learn. And yep. like you said, a place where. You had to win people over, which is a huge skill to get. And yes. you're, you're gaining it, and it's happening uh-huh. every week. So I, I wish people yes. would stop saying that type of thing because it's happening all over the place. Yeah, Dude. like um, I did this I did this seminar with Terry Funk at Pacific Coast Wrestling. Okay, that's awesome. Ago. And, you know, Ter- Terry Funk, uh, you know, he he's not a huge, like, social media guy or anything, but, uh, but he knows he knows the wrestling world. He's been around it for, like, 50 years or so. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, and he's still going. Yeah, and... <laughs> Yeah, and he's still going too. Exactly. Yeah, and he was so impressed by the seminar because, like, at the seminar we had Santino Bros guys and everything, and you know, um, we just came to learn from Terry Funk, and he was so impressed by the people who were there. He he said he was explaining to us how the territories are back. How long? Like a long time ago, the territories died because you know events. Man, this whole new era came about, and you know, the indie wrestling kind of went on a on a slope, down a Uh slope. But now, since social media came out and everything, and you don't need television to watch wrestling now. You could go on the internet free, and anybody can do that. So there's so much wrestling available to the public now, 
um, that wrestling has gone in a boom and it's so easy to find new wrestlers and who's coming up and who's going where. And, uh, it's just, you know, re- since wrestling is, is, is such a boom right now, it's, it's so easy to, mm-hmm. to find, um, new, new places as well. So. And you got a little um, bit of a, uh, I guess, more of an interaction, uh, not necessarily an interaction, but more of a connection with, with fans who would see you on Twitter wow. and see you on Instagram and stuff and like, oh, I kind of know this person. And when you go and see them at the show, you're a little oh, yeah, more right. connected to them. And I think that's awesome, too. And, oh, yeah, definitely. Like, not, not, now, now, like, I'm I'm always on, on Twitter and I'm looking at who's retweeting who and I'm mm-hmm. finding out new new places and new people all the, all the time, wrestlers, everything. Yeah, and like all that stuff is really great. And for the most part, I mean, I guess it's probably just the nature of my show and, and who I follow and, and who mm-hmm. I've blocked before. But for the most part, the community that I've we've kind of built over the past year here with the show is everybody is supportive of everybody in different projects. And I always tell everyone uh-huh. who like listens, like you should start your podcast too, and and just talk with your friends and give yourself an excuse to talk about wrestling for a week or once a week. Yeah, yeah. And it's free, and all everybody's got a phone, everyone's got a computer. It's easy to do. Um, uh-huh. With going off subject a little bit, but back back on to you, uh, what has been some of two, one your favorite matches you've had, let's say over the past couple years, okay. and who are some of the favorites that you've liked to work with? Who's people that we we should follow? Who's people that are out there that you know of that other people might not know of? Hmm, okay. <laughs> I kind of put you on the spot. You don't have to get everybody, but just okay. <laughs> just matches at a couple of things. I'm sorry I put you in the spot there, but I always like to discover no, no, people definitely, too. definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, man, you know what? I've had a lot of really good matches. I can't uh, really, man. You don't have to pick one. You can give, you can give always, like a couple. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I have like my, my favorite matches definitely were with Famous B. Okay. Uh, I mean, I've had a lot of really good matches and arguably better matches, but my favorite matches mm-hmm. uh, with Famous B. And uh, I also have uh, there was this match. It was like me. Versus B Boy versus Famous B at the American Legion Hall for Santino Bros okay. a few years ago, and that was one of my favorite matches. Definitely, you know, just because it meant a lot, and uh, and they're my friends and you know my mentors, and you know Famous B was one of those guys who helped train me as well. So uh, it was you know it was it was a surreal moment to have a great match like that that got that much buzz, and you know like I don't know like recently all I like I I've been having a lot of a lot of fun and a lot of fun matches and you like my matches at GCW recently have been really awesome and you can always check that out on Smart Mark Video. Mm-hmm. Um, and my matches at GCW have been awesome lately. Um, I don't know, like, like uh, everything has been, I mean, everything's been going up as far as like my match quality goes because yeah. I'm training hard and um, I feel like if you're not getting better, you know, then what, what are you doing this for? So. <laughs> Well, well, you're like going to get better just by being recently. out there, right? Just by yeah, being there, you're going to get better. Yeah, any, anything recently has been awesome. But, uh, I mean, like, if people who, who are coming up, like, I just wrestled this guy, Tony Deppin, last week. Mm-hmm. And it was for the GCW Extreme Rules title. And, man, this guy is so good. And he doesn't have, like, too much of a huge social media following, but he's so freaking good. Yeah. And he has such a great mouth, you know, and he's so intense. And, and you know, you got, like, Guys like uh, who had wrestled there, like Shinron, you know, who are really good. And uh, let's see, uh, man, like I mean, there's a lot of guys in Southern California like that. Like Jake Atlas is freaking great, you know, and he he doesn't get out there enough. And man, he's like probably the most pure, purest athlete we have in this whole entire region, or probably this entire coast, to be honest. That's you know, awesome. I mean, he just uh, 
Yeah, you know, like there there are a lot of guys who are very new and they're breaking out, you know, but they're working hard and it's just about time that they get that huge push or that huge breakthrough, you know. But well, you said a couple of them aren't aren't great on social media. Maybe you got a side business for yourself and you could run their social media for them. Oh no, definitely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's you know, that's social media is such a huge platform now, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of. A lot of, I would say, like promoters, like especially um, like bigger companies, huge mm-hmm. companies, they do rely on. Like, I mean, like me, me as uh, like as an advertiser, I'm thinking not of what I could do for you, but what you could do for me. Right. And that's everywhere, you know, everywhere, everywhere. No one's gonna, no one's gonna want to, you know, like really put you over. They're gonna want you to put them over, but in exchange, you know, you know, they, they'll do their part. So. Yeah, like, you, you know, you've got like, to bring like, people so, to the show too, so it makes sense for them. Yeah, exactly. So the social media, like, man, you can be fucking the best wrestler in the world, you know, but if you don't have the platform, then like, who's gonna see you? Really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. But, yeah, like times have really changed. But I think they've changed, but for the for the better in this sense, anyway. That information is oh, no, easy definitely. to get, so that's awesome. Oh no, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But now you have more brainchild, you know. Like now you have more wrestlers who have to be more intelligent about how they advertise and how they market themselves, which is good too, because it's better for the business side yeah. of wrestling. Yeah, and it's yeah. more more people at shows, more money in your pocket, and and more people yeah. that could be wrestlers full time, and not necessarily be oh, it in just one place or, or two places. You could be all over the place. One thing oh, yeah, I, wanted to, I wanted to ask you about was, and then I mentioned how one of the things I, the videos I saw of you was you were flipping off of a, a high school basketball hoop, which ties into your days of, huh. of, of dribbling a basketball to uh, be athletic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that seemed yeah. not necessarily that extreme, but there's times when I'm, I was watching some of your matches and some clips and stuff like that, is that I was thinking, huh. like, how'd you come up with like this? When you go to a, an, a venue, because... Every right. venue, especially in the world of indie wrestling, is different. There's VFW halls, there's yeah. high school gyms, there's parking lots, whatever. Um, are you like yeah. kind of scanning, like, okay, I can do this, I can do that? Is it like, and do, you, do you picture stuff in your head that you can do, or are you just kind of wing it when you're out there? Yeah, well, yeah. Every time I step into a venue, I always look at the entire venue and I look what could I I could get away with because uh-huh. I'm the type of person that asks for forgiveness later. That's the way. So I look it. at I look at yeah I ask for forgiveness there. So I look at I look at the building. I look at what I could jump off of, what I could use, what I could use to make my match different. Because I don't look at just like the ring being the stage. I believe it. I believe the whole fucking building is the stage. Yeah, you know. And that people come to the building to watch wrestling. They don't just watch wrestling inside of the ring. And uh, in my favorite matches, my favorite matches of all time were like Drake Younger's matches, like in CZW or in PWG, or like The Rock versus Stone Cold, you know, and all those matches that the focus wasn't just in the ring. It was throughout the whole, you know, arena. And uh, that's something, I mean, like, when it comes to my matches, I like to put in my matches what I believe uh, moved me, moved me, you know, and yeah. what, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, got me excited as a fan watching and, uh, that what gets me, I mean, what gets me excited might get somebody else pissed off or it might not excite them, but, uh, I do what I love because I want to share my love with everybody else. So, uh, what, you know, so my craft is <laughs> basically what I feel <laughs> is entertaining and what I, I like to do. And, uh, yeah, so like when I show up to an arena, I, I do look at everything and, yeah. uh, um, I do, I mean, at, at, at first I 
probably won't do the crazy thing that's in my mind uh-huh. or the crazy stunt that's in my mind, but I definitely will save it in my back pocket for either next time or when I need to use it. Yeah. And uh, but I always do. I always do have that in my thought process of, oh, okay, can I get away with this? So because I mean, I believe, man, I believe making memories. I believe, yeah. you know, this is independent wrestling, not. I mean, somebody might come to an independent wrestling show and never come back ever again, you know? So I want them to leave with the memory of seeing what I saw when I fell in love with professional wrestling. Yeah, and it's also awesome that you're doing that, too, because, like you said, you're leaving an impact on somebody. And it seems like, from what you just said, you are thinking of it, if I was in the audience, what would I want to see type of thing? Or what would make me go, yes, wow? Def- and that's an awesome yeah. attitude to have, especially for shows that, you know, even a big show sometimes could be 200 people, but that's still oh, awesome yeah, to do that. Yeah, but, no matter, regardless if it's like, if there's if there's 50 people, there's 30, or mm-hmm. there's 30,000, like, I'll still wrestle the same, because, I mean, I do wrestle because I I, I love uh, the audience, and I, I love captivated people, but, uh, like, aside from all stuff, I actually wrestle for myself, because yeah. I love to do it, and I love, and what makes me happy is people going home happy, so... Um, I mean, I feel like if I if I don't mm-hmm. do what I do, I'm gonna rob people, and I'm robbing myself. You know? Yeah. So. That's. I mean, you don't necessarily have to hold yourself to that high of a standard, but it's awesome that you do. So. Oh, that, no, definitely. Yeah. Another thing I want to ask you about is your, I guess your look. When the when I say look, I mean you've got the face paint, you've got mist sometimes when you come out. When did that start? When did you decide? Okay, I'm gonna stand out and paint my face. And I'm gonna blow mist when I come out through the curtain. When did this start? Oh, okay. Um, like, well, when I first, <laughs> when I first started, I didn't like have a gimmick. Uh-huh. My trainers kind of were just like, oh, your name's going to be Eli Airfly. And I kind of like just came out and I was a generic me. And I kind of first, I came up with this whole gimmick where I'm a cabaret host. Okay. You know, I wear this hat and I wear suspenders and I started like wearing makeup and all this stuff, but, uh, that didn't really work out too much. Um, I believe like the fans are really connecting with it. Mm-hmm. So then I started like trying to like, um, I would say go into this dark carnival type of stage and I became like this carnival acrobat and I started this whole gimmick around, uh, based around, you know, um, uh, Robin's character, like Dick Grayson. Uh-huh. So, uh, um, that was something that I, I wanted to do, but then again, like it was, it was a very difficult gimmick <laughs> for people to understand. <laughs> yeah. You have, so, you have uh, to explain so, it to people like, no, this is it. Yeah. Yeah, so then uh, my – I'm going on with all my gimmicks. I no, it's, 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 <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. Because what's funny is like the yeah. ones you kick to the side, someone's probably doing right now somewhere else. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that, that, that's the thing. Like my idea might be good, but it may not be for me. It might sure. be for somebody else, sure. you know? So, uh, yeah, and then like I had the, my trainer, Joey, he wanted – because you know, I did Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for a long time and mm-hmm. uh, like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Bronze Medal, so I'd be JJF, and Joey wanted me to use that and everything into professional wrestling and translate it. So I stopped wearing the makeup and I started trying to be like a like shoot wrestler. But uh, I don't know, it just really didn't translate well. And I kind of came went into this weird stage. And when I started touring, um, Joey Chaos would just start, he started calling me the fly for like no reason. I, I like, I really don't even know why he was calling me the fly, but like we, we were hanging out every single day, me, Joey, uh, Joey Chaos, Robbie Phoenix, uh, Heather Monroe and, uh, um, Cat Waters of uh, Winter and TNJ, we were like hanging out all the time, and they just started calling me the Fly for whatever reason. Uh-huh. And 
I came to a point where it became kind of like my alter my alter ego on tour, and I would like uh, have my own dressing room, and I would just like write the fly on my door and everything, mm-hmm. and and then. Yeah, and so then when I came back into the independent wrestling scene, I kind of had an idea of making this into an actual character, the Fly. Yeah. And I remember I was going to uh, Kevin Condren's class at Santino Bros, and uh, he kind of uh, he really gave me a good insight as to how I'm supposed to develop a character and what it's supposed to be. And uh, yeah, so when that started happening, uh, I remember I used to I used to do like Rain Mist before just because I was a huge Muda fan. Yeah. And uh, and when I became the fly, I felt like it could, it could still somewhat work. So, uh, and the, the whole, I'd like, the tongue is always in my trademark because uh-huh. it's something that you stand out and yeah. it's something that makes me different. For those who don't know, and, his tongue is, is pretty long. So if you check it yeah. out, you'll see it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I kind of just, it just evolved started, over uh, time, like with, with yeah, this, it just, the idea. It just kind of evolved over time with the gear, with the whole spinning on everybody, uh-huh. and you know, the, whole, the whole Jeff Goldblum type of feel. So yeah. like, like now, yeah, so now it's still, and to be honest, it's still evolving. And like now I don't even wear face paint anymore. That's something I've like kind of stopped yeah. doing within the past like few months or so. So I don't really wear face paint anymore, but uh, yeah, like the, the 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 character is always evolving, and I believe the character is always evolving, you know, because that's what characters need to do to grow and to change, and people want to see people, uh, characters change. So, I, you know, I'm it's still it's still in the process, but I think it's going to be a never ending process. Yeah, I got a couple more yeah. questions for you. First off, are you a type of person that sets specific goals, or are you kind of I'm just going to take what I can every opportunity that comes up and see where it goes for me, or do you have specific goals set up for 2018 for yourself? In 2018, uh, when it comes to goals, man, like I've never like man, I uh, when I was <laughs> when I first started, I uh-huh. didn't really like have a goal. I just wanted. I remember. I remember writing down when I was a kid in my journal that I just wanted to have, when I want, in my journal I wrote I wanted to be a professional wrestler. Yeah. And I wrote down that I just wanted to have a really good match in front of all of my friends or with my friend Uh in front of all my friends or like, you know, in front of a crowd of people who are chanting my name and us being super bloody and raising each other's hands. That's really what I wanted, you know, and I've done that so many times now. And, uh, and when it comes to goals, and then my goals are, I don't really see myself as having goals. I see myself as reaching enlightenment, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, um, I, I don't believe that, like, the goal itself is an accomplishment. I believe that the journey getting to where you want to get to it is accomplishment. So yeah. I, like, right now, I just, I I do have places, like, I want to work, but mm-hmm. I really don't have a specific goal in mind. I just really love what I'm doing, and I just love to share with people. But where do you want to work? Is that something you want to say? Like, what's like, what's like an ideal thing? Oh, for you? Like, oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, like, I would love to work everywhere. You yeah. know, like I would, I definitely want to work in AAA. You uh-huh. know, I want to work in TNA. You know, I want to eventually be a work for NXT and have that experience. You know, I would love to work anywhere possible. Possible, like I could possibly work that I can gain some type of credibility mm-hmm. so that I could further my professional wrestling career. Definitely, yeah. That's so. I don't like. I don't have like specific goals, but anywhere I could. Bet benefit off of yeah i like i do love it you know and then my real goal is just to be really extremely good and to keep on training yeah and just, i believe i believe hard work will always pay off you know in some way or form you know it may not be a form uh that you want but you could definitely benefit from so well yeah. whatever, whatever it is for you at least 2017's been for you 
professionally a pretty good year, it seems like. So regardless of what other people would think of Thank your you. success, but it seems like it's been really good for you. So congratulations for that. Thank the, you. The last thing I'm going to ask you is something I ask uh, a lot of our guests. Okay. And okay. Um, normally someone has a, a specific story. So if you don't have one, that's okay. Um, so I always like to ask people, what's like a funny wrestling story related to you that happened to you maybe when you were a kid or something like that? Uh, one time for me, my example is when I was seven years old, I moved to a new town and I had like a Hulk Hogan painter's hat and I had no friends, but I wore on the bus one day and that made me like the coolest kid on the bus. So I made friends through oh, my wow. Hulk Hogan painter's <laughs> hat. Um, and other people have told awesome. similar goofy stories like with wrestling shirts or whatever. Do you have any funny or fun wrestling stories from when you were a kid? Or were you kind of the, um, the one by yourself watching wrestling like I was most of the time too? Oh no, like um, I, I like man, I had to watch wrestling with my friends and everything, and yeah. like uh, I grew up in church, and we would um, we would wrestle during church when church was happening when we were kids and everything, and I remember I would uh, I would always uh work with these kids and you know we would mess around and then when i had the right opportunity i would just like totally just stretch them out and get them like, <laughs> cripple across face make them cry <laughs> yeah i was terrible i was terrible behind the behind yeah. the, the priest and the bishop's back and everything oh yeah definitely yeah we would because it like we uh had church at a boys and girls club uh -huh. so the back in the back there'd be a baseball field and we would get cones and we would make corners from the cones and we have these tag matches mm -hmm. and i remember I this this kid got clotheslined so hard, and then I just went up to him. I gave him a crippling crossface, and he was crying so much. And after that, we just net like we stopped wrestling. Like we stopped wrestling each other because <laughs> we got did, into a lot of trouble. Did you guys but, have like, was, a, was, like a federation or anything? Did you have your own federation? Did you call it something? No. Well, when I was okay, when I was a uh, when I was a kid, we and we I tried to start like a little backyard fed when I was like nine years old, uh -huh. and it was just like. I don't even remember what it was called. <laughs> Church Wrestling I Federation something or down. something. I don't know. I remember I wrote something down like on a uh, on computer paper. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I'm like I had a video camera that was my mom's, and I would always mess around with it because she never knew how to use it. Okay. And I would just I remember I would record myself uh, hitting hitting myself with like a, a stick over the head, and then I'd pour ketchup on my head and I cut <laughs> the stupidest weirdest childish promos ever. <laughs> That's yeah, great. But, uh, yeah, you, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, wrestling was always around when I was a kid, and I've always had a lot of fun just, you know, messing around with my friends or by myself, and, you know, it's, it's, it, it's always, it, wrestling has been great to me. Awesome, man. Well, thanks again for coming on, guys. Again, follow Thank him you. at the fly at Eli Everfly. Anything else you want to plug? T-shirt shops or Instagram or Snapchat? Anything else you want to plug? No, you know, you can just follow me at Eli Everfly, Twitter, mm -hmm. Instagram, Facebook, if uh, you want to contact me for any appearances or anything, you could email me, eliarefly at gmail.com, and that's pretty much it, man. Yeah, and then uh, if you guys are in the San Diego area this coming Saturday, December 23rd, right before Christmas, yeah. Ground Zero San Diego, he has a match coming up against, I've got it down right here, Andy Brown. It's like Uptown Andy Brown or something? Yep, yep. Uptown Andy Brown. Uptown Andy Brown. Oh, yeah. and, uh, Ground, Very first time. Ground Zero uh, San Diego, they're at Ground Zero SD. They've, they've tweeted out a couple uh, promos and stuff for it, so check that out for that match, too. And they're hyping awesome. it up. They're saying it's probably going to steal the show, so make sure to check that out, guys, if you're in the San Diego will. area. Will. <laughs> there you go. I like, the, I like it, man. So <laughs> thanks again so much for coming. I really, really appreciate you taking the time. I know we had a lot of back and forth, but I'm glad we got it done, so I really appreciate you coming on. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Right. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much, Eli, for coming on again at 
Eli Everfly. And if you're in San Diego tomorrow, make sure to check out his show, or not tomorrow, on the 23rd, Saturday. Make sure to check out his show, uh, Last Second Christmas Present, for you guys for some fun independent wrestling uh, that I talked about with him on the interview. Yeah, that's the thing, too, I want to kind of preach to everyone is make sure – you're following these independent wrestlers and you're like he talked about there's there's so much free content out there and you don't need uh, to be on tv to see it you could be on youtube you could be on daily motion or or different apps like the fight tv app we didn't talk about but there's tons of indie wrestling stuff on there support these shows and uh it's 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 booming again wrestling's fun again and it's not just wwe or TNA or Ring of Honor. I guess Ring of Honor is kind of the big indie now with the Bullet Club and stuff like that uh, crossing over from New Japan. The point is there's tons of fun, fun wrestling out there for you guys to watch. You know, I'm a huge wrestling fan in general, so WWE is fine, and, and the the big indies like Ring of Honor is fine, and, and New Japan, which isn't an indie, but it's a big big show, is awesome with the New Japan World app. But there's other places to find it, and that's where I found Eli for for just basically on YouTube, just found him and he was awesome enough to come on. So make sure you're following him on Twitter and Instagram. He's also got a YouTube page. I mentioned just search Eli Everfly. It'll come up for you guys. Uh, that's going to be it for the show this weekend. It was kind of a short one, but it was timing wise and everything for the interview. It worked out for me and him to, to do it this week. And I'm glad we were able to, it's a Christmas present for you guys. If you're traveling for the holidays, if you've got a long car ride or a plane ride or anything like that you just want to pop your headphones in and zone out and listen to some fun wrestling talk this week i hope we were able to help you out just a little bit most likely we won't be back until after the new year so i want to thank everyone this past year that's listened to us and supported the show you guys all know who you are from our some of our first followers with mark caruso and our uh, our buddy jeff from the man cave podcast they followed us from the very very beginning and supported the show and it just kind of spiraled from there and I really appreciate the listeners out there for interacting with us. And I appreciate my wife for coming on for a few times. And I appreciate my wife for watching our two-year-old daughter, Penny. Sometimes when I have interviews late, I'm like, hey, could you kind of keep her downstairs and have background going? Um, thanks to my co-host, Eric, uh, Eric Sanchez. His Twitter is like Eric Johnson, but it's Johansson or whatever. I don't know. It's something goofy. But he'll, you guys know who he is. Thank you for coming on uh, board with us for me, Eric. And Thank you to everybody. Thanks to our guest this week, Eli Everfly. Happy New Year, everybody. We will see you next year. It's not a